What is up, everybody? We are back. I am George Mossy. This is the George Mossy Show. Please say hello to my co-host, Sharona. So, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 6 has aired. We have a lot to talk about. This is Part 2. So, we need to talk about Debbie and Osama because she finally got on that plane and she landed in Morocco and she found the man of her dreams. And he was waiting there with a couple of flowers and a hat on. And she couldn't have been more happy to see him. And the way that she looked at him, I was like, this is like real for Debbie. Like I still can't read Osama. So I don't really know what's going on. Like when, okay, so I'm going to say how I feel and I know it's going to piss people off, but I'm just going to say it. So she walked up to him at the airport and he hugged her and he didn't kiss her. And it bothered me because she moved across the world and I know that they met before. And, you know, I know that in his religion, it might not be very acceptable to do that, but she flew across the world and it's been like a long time, a year or so since you've seen him. I needed to see some affection and I know it's a strange relationship, right? Like I know that it's not like a bombshell beauty type relationship between either of them, but like I needed to see a little bit more affection. So when I saw that, I was like, now I'm kind of understanding a little more Julian's concerns, right? Cause I was like, he's like, he's young and we don't know what his intentions are. And when he didn't run and jump and kiss her, I was just like, I don't know. You know, I was like, I need to see that he's in it for Debbie. And I know I don't care how old she is. Like, I just wanted to see that he wanted her there and that he wanted her in that way because I don't want him to use her. So now I sound like Julian, right? I'm like, see, now <laughs> I think something bad is going to happen because I'm worried now. I mean, I wonder if he didn't kiss her because of his culture and maybe he's not allowed to. Let's hope that's it because oh. then that gives him a little bit more wiggle room I guess but yeah I would have loved to see like you know like a big hug and like a kiss and like you know like some more sparks because like you said Debbie looked so happy and he's just like in his little hat his little yeah clothes. the energy level wasn't right for me like Debbie was like in awe like she literally was just standing there and she was just like staring into his eyes I saw it for her but mm -hmm. for Osama I was just like I'm not seeing the matched energy and excitement and mm -hmm. I want to believe that the love is there and this is a real relationship but julian has planted all these seeds of doubt you know in, in our minds and it's like i just need to know what's really going on because i feel like we have to protect debbie at all costs right mm -hmm. we have to make sure that she's not being mistreated she's not being used and that she's safe and i don't know i just didn't feel that i know it was a super short scene we didn't get a lot of it i wanted to see debbie interact with osama's parents like that's going to be mm -hmm. a big thing for me because I know in his culture, marrying a girl who would be the exact same age as him, but not his religion would be a huge issue. So mm -hmm. the idea that he is trying to marry a woman who is 67 years old, who is also not of his religion, could be like world war, you know, crazy problems. So I'm just like, mm -hmm. I don't know how this is going to happen and react because I know that she wants to get an apartment with him so she wouldn't have to live with his family that i know that would have been a deal breaker already if she moved in with his family because debbie is not the type to be <laughs> dealing with anybody's craziness or just dislike for her relationships i knew that wasn't going to work so i'm just really excited to see more of this interaction between them i didn't get enough to gauge it but what i saw mm -hmm. worried me definitely yeah i mean she is an independent lady you know she needs she needs a man to match her energy. She needs someone on her level. And I mean, she talks about it and how they're like amazing together, but like we need to see it. 
please show me. Okay, so I want to talk about Danielle and Johan, right? So after this huge argument about the abortion, and okay, I want to clarify, it wasn't about the abortion. It was about Johan not telling Danielle the complete story about what happened that made her so upset. So Johan came over after sleeping at his mom's house that night, and he decided to finally explain to Danielle the full story. And we found out Johan wasn't given the full story right away. In fact, he was told after the fact by a different person that she actually ended the pregnancy. It wasn't something that he knew. She told Johan that she lost the baby. And then he found out through a friend of a friend, you know, someone who knew the situation later, that that's what happened. And he said that that was a very hard thing for him to talk about. So him talking about it to Danielle would have brought up a lot of feelings because he really wanted the baby. And so now we got a little bit more of why he didn't really tell the full story. Because I don't want to say he lied because I feel like he did. She knew about the baby, so he didn't lie. But she didn't get the full story. So now Danielle feels like they're closer to resolving that issue because now she understands where that came from, why it wasn't something that he told her. But she also feels like he's not ready to be in an adult healthy relationship because she feels like his communication is bad. But I do feel like Danielle is the type of person who makes a big deal out of everything. Like she's only been there for like a week or two. And I feel like they fought a lot. Like there's been the butcher shop, this situation, like they're fighting a lot. And it's like, I don't know if either of them are ready to be in this marriage. And it's kind of late because they're married already, but it's like, I don't know if they see eye to eye enough for this to work. And I know living together is going to be very, very difficult. And I know that's coming. So it's like, I don't know. I'm worried about them because last episode, Johan said, if you think I'm a liar and I'm toxic, we should just break up. And that's a huge red flag because you're married. You don't just break up when you're married. Mm -mm. Yeah. I honestly, I feel like all they do is fight. So that's not a very good sign at all. Like, that's terrible, honestly. Um, they haven't even been married long enough to be fighting that long. So I I'm know. Like, and they haven't even been in the same country that long enough to be fighting as much as they are. And honestly, like, I kind of understand where Johan's coming from. Like, he, that's a sensitive topic for a lot of people. Most people won't even admit to I mean if you it's like statistically like most you know it's like one or most women have had some kind of a miscarriage or an abortion and most yeah. women don't talk about it they don't openly talk about it so a man also not wanting to talk about everything that happened I get it like especially when you want the child and you don't have the child yeah. it's a difficult topic and she I'm I'm sorry but she really didn't have any right to be that upset because I mean yes it's his wife but if he's not heard about it he should have told her when he was ready to fully open up to her about that instead of her pushing and pushing and pushing until he's like, fine, here it is. And then it made it a fight, which all they do is fight. I mean, I felt like this wasn't that big of a deal. And I also felt like it was the medical history of a woman that he's not with anymore and it wasn't his place. Exactly. I've always felt that way. Like if someone has had that procedure, it's never anyone's place to tell anyone that they did that ever. No circumstance makes it okay. That is something personal between that woman and the doctor and nurse or whoever who performed it. Nobody else's business, period. So exactly. I, I didn't like how she made it seem like it was, it was information she was privileged to have. I didn't like that because that's not true. No, not at all. Yeah, that's no one else's business. But the woman and him, If in the fact that he didn't even know and he found out mm -hmm. through someone else. I mean, 
it's really no one it's really wasn't even her business like yeah he could tell her that she was oh another woman was pregnant and whatever but like it's like you said it's someone else's story to tell and now it's broadcasted on television and like i don't really love that i don't either mm-hmm. i don't it's just very tasteless to me sorry tlc <laughs> so we found out on this episode that chris has a court date back in alabama so backstory her dad shortly before he passed away gave her a very rare motorcycle that he had purchased and he gave it to his daughter chris and it's worth about fifty thousand dollars so i'm hoping that we're gonna see a picture of it because i want to know what motorcycle is worth that much you know because i don't know a lot about motorcycles i was like i want to see this motorcycle 50 grand like okay so the guy who stole it they they caught him and in order for him to be prosecuted chris would need to go back to alabama to be present in court to testify i'm assuming so the issue is chris will be gone during the time that they planned for their wedding which was nine days from the day that she arrived so she would actually be physically not in the country for the wedding and now i want to talk about what really caught my attention so remember when chris told us that she ghosted Jamie. So we found out from Jamie that she ghosted her on her birthday. So let me just throw this out there. Like, oh, and she ghosted her for a month. If you ghost me on my birthday, I'm blocking you. And if I ever see you in public, I'm throwing water on you or something. Like, I'm done with you. So the idea that Jamie and Chris are together now, they love each other. Because if let me just say, you ghost me on my birthday, you leave me hanging because she was supposed to come and see or spend that weekend with her or whatever. You leave me hanging. We're never speaking again, like ever. I will hold the grudge forever to the, the rest of my life. Like I'm pissed off yeah. at you. So the fact that that happened was super bad. And Chris kind of left that out when she told us about it in the earlier episode. She's just like, oh, yeah, I, I ghosted her because she was needy. She left out the fact that it was her birthday. I feel like you have the right to be needy on your birthday. You have the right to do whatever you want on your birthday because it's your birthday. So I was really bothered by that and now jamie is like well looky again you're saying that you're gonna go back and you're probably gonna ghost me again and i feel like that's a warranted feeling because she's Mm -hmm. been through it and not just for any reason she was left alone on her birthday when she needed the person she loved the most yeah that breaks my heart i feel like every time we see chris there's something else that's insane that has happened to her Like, girl, what else is in your, like, little bag of tricks? Like, come on, what, what, what else? I mean, honestly, every episode, it's something that's, like, groundbreaking. Like, what? And, I mean, the fact that, like, Jamie doesn't even know most of these things is crazy. Like, what did they talk about for as long as they were talking? Like, what did they communicate? I do not know. The fact that she has this... in tolerable neck pain and jamie is actually seeing it firsthand for the first time in this episode and Mm -hmm. she literally felt hopeless and helpless and scared she was just like i don't know what happened she was fine now she's crying she's in so much pain and i i I saw the the panic in jamie's eyes because she doesn't know how to how to do anything in this situation she's like i don't know how to fix it i don't know how to make her feel better it's just so chronic and terrible and the pain so she had a doctor come out to the house who gave her an injection to help with the the pain in her neck But it seems like she's going to have to have that surgery. It's not something that she's going to be able to put off. And I know that the surgery costs $100,000 in America. I wonder if it would be cheaper for her to have the surgery in Colombia. And that way she wouldn't have to spend a year recovering away from Jamie. Then Jamie would be there with her to help her recover. 
Because I know that Jamie is super worried about her leaving for a year. And she's like, well, what if she, you know, recovers and then ghosts me again and doesn't come back? That's warranted. I feel that. I feel you on that. So I was like, maybe since things are a lot cheaper in Colombia and the doctors are just as good, like maybe it's possible she would be able to get this done in Colombia. That way she doesn't have to leave. And then I don't know if she should do it before the wedding or after, because I know it's going to be a year for her to cover, and I know they don't wait that long. I don't think her visa is even that good. So she would have to maybe suffer through the pain to get married first and then do it. So this is just a really tricky situation. Yeah, I mean, she should probably just do the surgery there. I mean, that's where Gabe's getting his surgery. A lot yeah. of people go to Columbia to get their entire bodies redone. So, I mean, I think she's in pretty good hands, and then she wouldn't have to be away from her, and then they could you know, be married and just, you know, then Jamie can take care of her. Why, why does she need to go back to Alabama? I mean, I guess if she has like insurance, but if she's going to be living in another country, that insurance isn't even going to be valid. So yeah, that's true. If you have an insurance policy here, but you live in another country, it's, I don't think you could keep it right. Like, no. cause you have no. to be a resident. I'm pretty sure you have to be a resident where the insurance policy was purchased. So yeah, I mean, I, I want them to work out, but I feel like Jamie, like you said, has been taking on a lot of information at a, in a very short amount of time. And I love the fact that she's strong and she's not running away because I'm pretty sure there's probably in the back of her mind, like, whoa, another thing. Like you said, what next? What next? How much more can we take? And I, I said it earlier. I was like, Chris has such bad luck. Like so many horrible things. Like when she said that she accident broke her neck and on her way home from the hospital had another car accident. I was like, girl, that <sighs> sounds like black magic, like voodoo. Like that is crazy. Like the fact that this has happened to you and all these things she's had to endure, it's just crazy. So I'm just hoping that she can get this surgery. No way that she can go on with the pain in her life the way it is right now. No, it looked so, oh, I just felt for her that second. I was just like, oh my God, like, you poor thing, but like, oh, yeah, she might want to look into some doctors in Columbia. Yes, and hopefully she's able to not have to go to court to get the money for that bike or to get him prosecuted, whatever the situation is. Hopefully mm -hmm. she doesn't have to get back on a plane because the doctor said a lot of times the pain is put on by long plane rides. So that would even make it even more worse. All right, guys, we ran out of time. That's it for this episode of The George Mossy Show, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 6. This was Part 2. I'm George Mossy. Make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com, and anywhere you get your podcast. And you have to follow my co-host as well. Her TikTok and Instagram are right here at the bottom. I'll talk to all of you guys really soon.